It's Cecilia and Megan. Let us distract you while driving, cleaning, working out, or not working out. Actually, what in the dang heck? Just grab some wine and chill. It'll be like eavesdropping in a girls' night, all wrapped up into one. episode because we have had some technical difficulties so as a result we brought on stash (laughs) (laughs) so yeah pretty much um this is actually my heck no so we have recorded a great episode Megan and I were both like slap happy so fun it was on Tuesday and we're not even going to tell you what it's about because we're eventually going to re-record it, but we figured we couldn't re-record it and have it be natural if we did it back to back. So we're like, what are we going to do? I'm going to be with Stash all weekend and this needs to come out on Mondays. So lo and behold, we have an episode with the man. Any words? No. <laughs> I'm going to have to try extra hard to not say his name now that I've met him in person. You know, like, is that hard for you? I feel like that's so hard. I feel like sometimes I actually call you Stash. <laughs> I don't think so. To other people, though. Oh, yeah. Like, oh. other people that know you. I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm seeing Stash this weekend. <laughs> the, okay, so we were at a bar last night, and the amount of men, just all men, that, oh, one woman, I think, but probably like six men they're like love the stash dude and like like literally just like obsessing over it and he's like it's only men that compliment me I'm like okay (laughs) well that's good for you right well actually I don't know just tell them all to back up (laughs) I know he's like usually they're gay men (laughs) (laughs) I mean I was gonna say it looks good right now it's thick that's a strong (laughs) stash it's a power move it's a power move. <laughs> I have to trim it every time Cecilia comes in or she won't give me a kiss. Oh. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I told him I was like, enough. he needs to talk louder. Otherwise, <laughs> it's like mumbly. No, I said I need to I need to trim it every time. Yeah, and oh, I'm like, that's, that's a little hairy. It's very hairy. <laughs> <laughs> but you like the stash, don't you? Oh, yeah. I like it. Totally. But I think he needs to trim it a little higher. He thinks it's fine. And I'm like, but your top lip then doesn't exist. (laughs) We've got two men. We've got Stash, who's got it constantly at a trimming stage, and Avery, who's got it constantly at a prickly stage. (laughs) (laughs) Poor Avery. I don't know if he'll ever be able to grow one. I don't know. I think he might have to wait till he's like 30-something, maybe. I don't know. Men do, like, continue growing longer than women. Yeah. And we just continue to lose ours. So... Lose what? Your ages? Oh, 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 our hair. True. True, true, true. Okay, so jumping right into it, what is your heck no? Because mine was, our audio was lost in the World Wide Web. Mm, Yeah, honestly, that was definite, a definite heck no, like a mutual heck no. Because otherwise, I really haven't had a heck no since then. It's been all heck yeses. Like, I have two heck yeses this week. Okay, double it up. Okay, one, Justin Bieber's new album. I love it. (sighs) it so I literally I texted Stash and I was like SOS he's like what happened I'm like just to be bros to do album <laughs> so 
sometimes when I send you videos of Justin Bieber, I'm like, okay, am I like, is this unhealthy because I'm a married woman? Like, do I need to calm down because I really just love his music and his relationship with Haley so much? <laughs> Haley has a new YouTube channel. Is she really? Yeah. It's apparently like really good. It's like professionally produced. Oh, love that. Of course I need is. Justin Bieber to come out as pro-life because Haley, I, I think is what's holding him back to be pro-life because she's like very much in the world. Yeah. But Haley's uncle is one of like the biggest donors to the pro-life movement. Just come out already. Just I know. Come out of the closet. Okay, out the, of the, closet. <laughs> the other heck yes is that my stepmom-in-law is in town and when I tell you I have had like three plus hours every day since she's been here of me just in the house alone, no dogs, no baby, just in the house alone getting work done. It's been the most beautiful thing ever because I haven't had that since California. It's been like, yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Avery's never just taken them all? No. If anything, I leave. <laughs> I just you go need to, when Avery <laughs> comes back, there's going to be some new rules of the I house. Know. I know. He doesn't know what he's coming back into. Some good things and some new things. Um, but yeah. Oh my gosh. I'm so happy for you. That's how san that's how insanity happens. I know. Right. And then when I went to, this is another like heck yes, underneath having my stepmom in law in town, I went to go get my nails done and I went and got my toes done too, which I never do because I don't have time to do both. So I have to pick and choose one. And then even when I pick and choose one, I still have to bring Carrie with me. You know, you've been there yeah. and it's chaos. It is not enjoyable. It is not a little, Hey, little mom, mom spa day. Like, no, it's so stressful. Honestly, um, I don't think getting nails done is that fun. I think it's I more like of a it. chore. Well, maybe I like it now because I'm like, now I can get out by myself and now it is fun. <laughs> True. But um, I got toes and nails done. And so toes were like the best thing ever because you're in that massage chair, you know, and it's just like, oh, this is so Oh nice. yeah, I'll get a pedicure all day, oh, every yeah. day. But with your hands, it's like, okay, glad I have like tinfoil everywhere. And now I have to sit here. <laughs> Two hours because they take forever sometimes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I feel that with the nails. But then when I went to check out, they were like, oh, she already paid. And I was like, what the? No, I splurged uh... today and got both. She wasn't supposed to pay today. <laughs> so just every little thing, just very thoughtful in every little thing. And it's just- That's like, so sweet. Yeah. Oh my gosh. All right, Stash, heck no. My heck no is Uber drivers canceling on you. <gasps> we had we had like five Uber drivers cancel last night, and one Wait, of them. Wait, five Uber, but like three Lyft drivers cancel too. So eight people canceled on you guys. So we Cecilia had the great idea that we were going to schedule the Uber like an hour ahead of time. I've never thought to do this before. It's a great idea. Thank you. And so we're standing out there, and the guy drives past us. Like we see his car in the license plate. He drives past we us. We were yelling after gets, him. Gets on the road and then cancels the Uber as he's driving away. So he, he drove, really? he drove all the way to where we were. Yeah. Just to cancel. Wait, wait, wait. Do you think maybe he knew you and was like, oh, heck no. No, I think that he probably thought that we were just a bunch of young, drunk idiots and he didn't yeah. want to like deal with us. Because we were all standing outside a bar that closed and there was like a fight going on outside the bar. Uh -oh. <laughs> There. Okay. Um, and then to make it worse so yeah we we continued to just get ubers cancel on us and then we were the last people to get picked up when we were probably the first people to plan ahead 
Because you did it an hour beforehand. And it was freezing. Yeah, yeah, it was freezing. Oh, no. And, and then they wouldn't let us go inside because everything has to be closed by midnight. Oh, gosh. And yeah. then we were about to pay the security people to drive us home. And then our guy, what was his name? Gus. Gus. Gus came and saved the day. And I called Gus and I was like, are you going to cancel on us? He's like, wasn't planning on it. I was like, okay, I'm in green. Please come. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, this girl has trust issues. Yeah, he was like, that's literally like kind of what he said. He's like, I don't know why I would cancel. I was like, because every single person canceled. And, and I now like, like crap, this girl has problems. Yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> I, I was like, thank you, Gus. <laughs> um, okay, wait. My heck yes is the Solemnity of St. Joseph yesterday. Because the Solemnity was on a Friday, you could eat meat. That's so was very clutch. Uh-huh, because I had Chick-fil-A in the morning at the airport. <laughs> Look at you eating Chick-fil-A. And then we had Chick-fil-A for lunch or no, dinner. <laughs> Chick-fil-A is the best, though. I just found out that my step-cousin-in-law, who's here, he's had Chick-fil-A, like, once in his life. So we're going to have to fix that. Oh, wait, he's there, too? Yeah, he came with his mom. Oh. And so they're both helping. He's he's making meals. We're playing games every night. Like it, I'm getting like the best of all worlds right now. I, it is insane. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Super yeah, so, people. I know. <laughs> wow. Okay, wait, what's your heck yes then? Because Megan already had hers. No, yeah. My heck yes is that my mom and sister are actually coming to Old Town for Easter. Um, so I'll get to see them. Um and, and Cece, will you get to meet them? Yeah, that, yeah. That so that Cecilia will get to meet them for the first time. And then I'm actually getting to meet the famed Mr. Pappas next weekend. <laughs> and he's hearing this so. like, uh, Dad, you're listening. You're hearing this on Monday. We will see you Friday. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> okay, so your dad's going to be there for like Palm Sunday weekend. And then his mom and sister will be there for Easter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <gasps> so I know. I love that. I know. And I'm like, okay, we need a grocery list, <laughs> which we should make today. Because we, yeah. we know all CC has to offer is hot dogs and popcorn. <laughs> <laughs> it's always hot dogs and popcorn. <laughs> and I don't think, I can't do that to your mother. <laughs> I, need to, I need to show her that, that I can take care of you. <laughs> Would you like some popcorn for lunch? How about some popcorn for dinner with some hot dogs, maybe? Do not like any, like literally popcorn is just a medium to get more butter and salt into my mouth. Yeah. Sounds about right. <laughs> Stash yeah. is looking at me okay. like, heck no. That's heck no. <laughs> okay. But before we jump into these questions, so I had a questionnaire on my story and we got some we got some juicy ones. Um, and Sash and I really took some time to kind of like think about answers and stuff. So it's just going to be like a really good group discussion. Um, and a lot of them have to do with relationships, lo and behold. Right. <laughs> what girls want to know about was boys. So shocker. Um, but before <laughs> we jump into that, for Tate Catholic, Meg, you want to tell us about them? You said it right. First of all, I'm very proud I of know. Right Forte. Forte Catholic. Taylor Schroll is the head and he has a cast of characters on with him all the time, but it's Catholic comedy while still upholding the truths of our faith that we love so much. So it's basically like the brother to what in the dang heck. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. 
Love it. So you can find it on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, YouTube, wherever you listen to podcasts. Um, and you can find the links to all of his things in our show notes. Yeah. Thanks, Taylor. And yeah, check him out on IG. It's T-A-Y-L-O-R-S-C-H-R-O-L-L. Um, okay, Megan, do you see where all the questions are? Where do we even start? <laughs> Top bottom? From the bottom? Okay. No, top to bottom. Oh, okay. I was like, I was going to say top to bottom, but we can do it however you want. (laughs) What's the saying? Whatever, like, what's the idiom? It's like, oh, whatever tickles your your boat. Whatever floats your boat, whatever tickles your fancy. Were you going to say whatever tickles your boat? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I'm like, I'm so terrible with these. Whatever, whatever tickles your fancy. What's another one? Whatever fluffs your, I don't know. Fluffs your stuff. Whatever fluffs your stuff. You know, whatever fluffs your stuff. Okay. Okay. First question. How do you let a guy know you're interested? You drop the handkerchief. (laughs) We talked about this before. You use an actual handkerchief (laughs) and drop it and see if he picks it up. Just stare down. Did you know that there are swingers? If you know what a swinger is, it's like when you're married and I do not advocate for this, but when you're married and you're like interested in like going, being with like other married couples and like switching like intimacy places. Anyways, if you're in a grocery store and you see someone with an upside down pineapple in your cart, they're looking for another swinger couple. Stash, do you know that she knows this info and does it scare <laughs> I don't know why I know this either. <laughs> I'm not like, I don't think I'm that like socially like street smart in those ways. Like I really, I think I'm like very naive to some things like that, right. but I don't know how I know that. But the upside down pineapple, if you see someone just making laps in the grocery store, <laughs> you know what they're looking for. It's <laughs> so whack. I know. Anywho, how do you let so a guy know? That's how you let people know you're interested in, in being swingers. swingers. But you yeah. have to already be married to be a swinger. So okay, okay. But then back it all the way up to how do you even just let a guy know that you're? <laughs> so so be- take a pineapple. <laughs> no, so you cut it, and then drop some handkerchiefs, and, he'll and then put it outside your door. <laughs> <laughs> just like how the red light out some uh, if like in the olden days when someone had a red light outside their house it meant they were a prostitute are you how do you know these things dude i don't know i know I the blue know. light means they have someone in the police force right oh i've seen that on i know that's what the blue flag in the, means in the south they'll have like a blue light outside and it just means either support the blue or back the blue or they have someone in mm. their family and police maybe you know how we talked about how like our parent like caroline and you or, or whatever was like red nail polish was too much because yeah. it could look like a prostitute yeah okay well the red light means that you're like a hooker and your house is open to anyone who wants it something like that oh okay so our dangers and hackers still are waiting to know how to let a guy know you're interested i'm just spitting facts sorry guys things that morally we should not be we should not have the knowledge of or I don't know why I know these okay well first I think we should start with our like opinion and then stash being like well how would you like like how do you get signaled that a woman is interested um 
So I think like, okay, how to let a guy know you're interested. Well, I think of it as like a cold lead, like in marketing, like you haven't even, don't even know their name yet. Right. You have to be able to make eye contact and smile and get somewhere close to them. You can't expect a guy to notice you if you haven't even given him the opportunity to notice you. That's just completely ignorant. So I think number one, what's attractive about you? Do you have attractive personality? Are you smiling? Are you like, do people notice when you walk into the room? Like, are you making conversation brighter? Like what is attracting someone to you? Um, And even like how to let a guy know you're interested. Well, giving him attention and time. Like what I mean by attention, it's like, if you're in a group of people, like actually make it a point to talk to him and ask him questions about himself. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's just really simple now, um, how to let a guy know you're interested on Instagram or by social media. Um, I don't know. Slide I'm, into the DMs. Yeah, slide into the DMs. <laughs> like a few, like, remember that equation we were talking about? Like a few photos. Oh, like a few, but not but all, but enough to stand out. Right. Some old ones, one new one, and then give him a follow and see if anything happens. (laughs) What would you say, Megan? I'm, I'm with you on all of that. I, I don't know if there's a whole lot to offer or to add. I also only wanted to let two guys know I was interested in them in my life. So it just was. That's true. Megan just has marriage experience. Yeah, honestly, I don't have very good dating experience. She's like, I don't even know how I got a husband. It just I, happened. I just went to Disneyland one day and he fell for me and I was being a weirdo and now we're married and we have a kid. So and we're still weirdos. <laughs> okay. I want to know though how, like, if he's like, yeah, all of that makes sense. I would totally. So. Okay, we can just bleep it out. <laughs> I said it was going to be an issue. Stash. I want to know how Stash wants to be. Um, well, he doesn't specifically want guys to be interested. You grow a mustache, then all of a sudden the men flock. Okay. How he knows a girl is interested. Or if he's like, yeah, I relate to all of that. I would I would catch a hint off of all of that. Yeah, I think um especially in a group setting or, you know, if you're out in public, whatever, um, just starting conversation. I think in a group setting, especially with like a Catholic community, it's a little bit more um, doable. Um, just starting conversation and, you know, taking interest in them, what they like to do. Um, but then also like following it up after the, the first interaction. Um, just like you would send a thank you note, you would be like, oh my God, it's like so great getting to know you. I look forward to seeing you. Yeah. Or like, like, let's say like you're at a brunch or something. And so, you know, you're making your rounds, you, you see this guy, you chat for, you chat with him for 30 minutes. And then, you know, you think you have a good connection. You kind of like him. He's cute, whatever. You go do your own thing. And then maybe before you leave, you go back up to him and say like, Hey, I'm headed out. Just wanted to say, really enjoyed talking to you. Hope we can talk again. You know, that kind of stuff. Um, and that's oh. kind of that's kind of dropping the handkerchief, I think. Right. Like saying, hey, yeah. I remember, I remember that we had this conversation. I'm letting you know that I liked it. I'm mm-hmm. letting you know that I want to have this conversation or you know, another conversation and I'm leaving. So, you know, yeah, pursue me. Um and that would be his moment to be like, Oh, let me get your number. Right. Right. Um, I'm not like <laughs> It's kind of it's kind of common to say, well, guys are stupid. Like guys don't guys yeah. can't pick up on cues. And I, I don't want to 
um degrade not degrade but like yeah i don't want to like label all guys and say that we're not capable of picking up hints and stuff but um i think a lot of time too like society just puts a lot of pressure on dudes to be the ones that have to initiate everything and have to figure everything out and so when it's done in combination with the woman it becomes a lot easier and there's a lot of stress taken away right right a woman doesn't like it's it's all strategy right like I truly think everything in life is strategy and it doesn't have to be like malicious but you you have to be intentional and in order to be intentional there has to be purpose and strategy behind it and so a woman needs to like have those skills and and be able to know that like a man like Mary said if a man's falling into your lap then get out of the strip club like (laughs) you're in a strip club and you need to run you know it's like we need to be more intentional and like set it up for a man it's not just like doesn't take one what is it two to tango takes two to tango I was gonna say it doesn't take one to tango but I mean not really the the same and I think at the end of the day if you've hung out a couple times or whatever and they're just not getting it if it's very obvious that they're not getting it then Mm -hmm. you need to decide that you're going to just be very blunt Mm-hmm. or and say hey I'm interested in you and I would like to you know pursue this whatever or just decide that it's not worth your time and can go another way so yeah don't don't also like hang on to this and don't don't agonize over why he doesn't understand that you're interested in him yeah give it, give it two or three interactions and make a decision yeah mm-hmm. don't be hung up on someone you don't even know you barely know true okay well then a good follow-up is tips on waiting for quote-unquote my person patiently i don't know i didn't really have to wait (laughs) (laughs) i jumped in her lap (laughs) and we weren't at a strip club (laughs) touched me (laughs) Uh, do you have tips for that megan i don't i mean um I had to wait after my first breakup for a little while but I also was very content with waiting and I wasn't putting my life we've talked about this before before I wasn't putting my life on hold for my person I just was mending my relationship with my friends with God and focusing on that and pouring myself into things like photography soccer college things like that that I didn't have the time to just sit and sulk about how I wish I had a boyfriend right now. I wish I was going to the fair with a date right now. You know, I just waiting is the wrong word, right? We should never be waiting. That's like, you're, it's already backwards. Like never should we be waiting. It's how can I work on myself before I meet the, the, my person? How can I be preparing? And yeah, how can I be preparing to meet my person? It should not be, how can I be waiting? Because waiting is stagnant. And if you're stagnant, you're actually, you're actually sinking. Oh, (laughs) no, but truly are on a sinking boat. You are on a sinking boat (laughs) and you will capsize. And guess what? When you capsize, you don't even meet the man. (laughs) Um, You get lost at sea. (laughs) Um, But I think like, Again, I've said, I mean, we say this all, I've said this before, but if you're looking for a St. Joseph, then like St. Joseph was with the blessed Virgin Mary. Mm -hmm. So like, what are you doing to prepare yourself? Like the kind of man you want to be with, what kind of man, what kind of woman does he want to be with? And is that you? And if it's not you, then you need, you got to upgrade. 
you got to upgrade yourself. Yeah. Because also men are attractive. Men are, okay. So my whole idea of growth is like when we are growing, um, we are actually opening up more space for Christ in our life. And if we're opening up more space for Christ, then you have a better, deeper relationship and people can see Christ more clearly through you. Yeah. And therefore they're not only attracted to you, but they're naturally attracted to the Jesus within you. Christ in you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, I mean, it's, it's never waiting. We should never be waiting because there's no tip for waiting. The tip for waiting is stop waiting. Yeah. <laughs> and also it's okay. What are, what are you going to do to get out there? Like you have to take action steps. You can't just be like, well, you know, da, da, da. it's like, you can take action steps towards dating, sign up for Catholic match. Like, you know, what are you going to, you have to be confident. Great. What are your steps in order to walk into a room and be a confident woman? That's what you need to work on. Right. Yep. I think a lot of people too get stuck on the fact of waiting, but then also waiting. I think it hits college women a lot stronger because people think, well, by 22, I need to be married or by 25, I need to be married or whatever. And so they think I'll just wait for this person in college. I'll meet my person in college, but they forget that there's a huge freaking world out there (laughs) and Mm -hmm. your person might not be in your college town or in the state next door to you. Like (laughs) your person might be somewhere way farther down the road and you just sitting there waiting isn't doing you or him any good. So yeah. What about you, Stash? What do you think? Tips on waiting? Yeah, I think I think I understand where this person is coming from because I think I had this experience with you. Um, I reached out to Austin, the basic Catholic in at probably the beginning of 2020 or like the springtime. And I remember um, not feeling like an emptiness or, or that like I needed someone in my life, but I remember just reaching out and it was this call towards vocation. Um, and so I kept asking you know, why, you know, why don't I have this woman in my life yet? Um, yeah. And so like, there was a longing there, but I wouldn't say that it was um, like a desire right. to wait. Um, and so like what I would recommend doing, and Cecilia talked about it, is is work on yourself um, in like in all aspects, um, but also just get out and be present with um, other people your age. Um, like be present with people that you like and that you would like to find in a, in a partner and a mate um because it's going to help you determine what and who you like um but it also helps like with with your social skills too which is Mm -hmm. which is something i don't think a lot of people talk about you need to work on that you can't you don't just so many people label themselves with people it's like oh i'm just i'm just um introverted you know i'm just introverted i'm not really good in social situations i'm like well you don't have to be bad in social situations that was a choice you right. can be good if you want to be good with practice, just like anything. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Is that kind of what you, sorry, I totally cut you off. Yeah. Okay. Well, there's the tips for waiting or slash cut that out, preparing for your person patiently. Um, tips for anyone who wants to fall in love with going to mass and being more focused. Mm. Um, Go to Latin mass. Mm-hmm. Because... I think with Latin mass, like, yes, you're not going to know what's going on, but you're focusing on your own prayer. Um, So it's not going to be a performance. It's not going to be like, let's all join hands in Kumbaya. Yeah. It's like focusing on yourself and your, you know, and realizing that actually this is not 
this is not about you. This mass is not to like entertain you. It's about like holy sacrifice on the altar. Um, But I think like tips for anyone who wants to fall in love, hang out with people who love it. Hang out with people who love the Eucharist because every single conversation will therefore be about it. And the more you learn about it, the more you're like, oh my gosh, I did not realize the depth of this. Yeah, yeah. And I think getting into a habit of going at some point during the week too, and not just on Sunday, because it's a Sunday obligation will make you fall in love with it more and want to go back more, like long for it more. Daily mass. Habit of like, oh, Sunday, I have to go to mass. But like during the week you are choosing to go and you'll long for it more after that. Mm -hmm. The Eucharist is the best source of whole person nourishment. Like truly. Yeah. What about you? What would you say? I I think you should go to Latin mass. Um, First go Latin mass. And I know that there's this, uh, stigma, I guess, within the church of like the weird rad chads that go to Catholic, that go to traditional Latin mass. Yeah. Um, there's a bunch of normal people who go. So find those people and go with them um, and ask questions, you know, afterwards. I, I think uh, a lot of the issue is that people don't understand what the mass is. And so if we're able to, I think that anyone who goes to Latin mass a single time will have a whole new view of what the Novus Ordo mass is. Um, mm-hmm. And it's because of the directionality of worship in the Latin mass versus Novus Ordo. Um, right. So, I mean, I guess do that as you will. But, but second, I would say is like read about the mass. There's a great book by Edward Sree called A Biblical Walkthrough Mass. And he like from the very beginning to the very end, he explains the biblical roots of, of everything we do in the mass. Um, and so the mass is not just some ritual that we go to for an hour on Sunday. There's, there's so much, there's so much to it. And so I think if, if you have a better understanding of what it is you're actually doing, then you can come to appreciate it and love it that much more. Um, Have you seen the video on YouTube, the veil removed? No, but I I remember it came out last year and I never Uh, got a chance. Okay. If anyone just needs like a quick has 10 I don't even know if it's 10 minutes I think it's shorter than that and you want to just fall in love with the mass right now and have a bigger understanding of what actually goes on and you're a visual person and you need that like imagery beyond just like words and tradition or something look it up it is so good it brings me to tears every time I watch it so I need to watch it also I would say having a personal relationship with Jesus yeah like that's gonna bring you to the Eucharist and the Eucharist like will make you fall in love with the mass. So sit in adoration, like that's going to make you love the sacraments even more. Um, Yeah, I think that's actually, and be more focused. I mean, that's something that I probably always confess. You're not like, just as everyone says, you're never going to pray a perfect rosary. It's the same with a mass. Um, It gets worse when you have kids, but (laughs) off right up Megan off right up up. (laughs) yeah so I think that that kind of speaks to why I would say go to go to a Latin mass one time because what I quickly realized is that the mass is like almost entirely dependent on the priest in the Latin rite or in the Latin mass in the uh, extraordinary form and so you quickly understand that like it is not about me at all yeah. Um, the priest and if they have like deacons, subdeacons, they're the ones who are doing all the prayers and there's very few times that the faith will actually respond. Um, and so I think taking that focus, like understanding that it's not about me 
I think it actually takes a little bit of pressure off and allows you to be yeah. you know, more spiritually present. Um, but also like it, it, it invokes this sort of mystery as to what's going on. So I think that that actually can tune you in a lot better. Yeah. So if, if you recognize the mass as a mystery and you can, um, because it is a mystery that. a miracle happens every single time we celebrate mass and and what is it called when the priest there's a, a specific word for it but when the priest is turned away um oh at orientum uh, yes at orientum that even shows like yeah it's not about <laughs> it's right. not about us in this together facing christ he's not giving us a lecture right and more so the priest is the one who's leading the congregation yeah yeah oh i love that and, and the next question on a scale one to 10, how DS are we all <laughs> rating um, one charismatic 10 trad? Oh, geez. I feel uh, like we should rate each other. <laughs> okay. So we each rate each person. Does that make yeah. sense? Uh-huh. Okay. So Megan. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Megan is a six. Okay. That's, that's a happy happy medium like a five six yeah um stash is we don't just go to the traditional mass like right i actually only ever go when i'm in old town yeah there's only one here that's not very close yeah probably a structure of worship mm -hmm. probably a nine. Oh, that's pretty high <sighs> i was gonna Wait, say you're not here listening to elevation worship no not at all never <laughs> never, never actually <laughs> <laughs> um avery would definitely be up in like a seven or an eight too he i'm still i'm making my way so. and neither you know neither is wrong right like right, neither right. Is, is wrong it's just a preference so right. Um, it's just like a preference of music, a preference of like even prayer, like types yeah. of prayer, yeah. um, different spiritualities, different sometimes political views, um, which could be wrong, but yeah. <laughs> I think Cecilia's an eight or nine. Yeah, I was gonna say I would say Cece's like an eight. Mm -hmm. What is yep. Meg? Who? Meg. I actually was thinking six, yeah. Yeah. You're a solid what? six, Meg. <laughs> I got to bridge that gap. I got to play the middle ground, you know? Uh-huh. And then once they get to me, I'm like, here's CC and Stash. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what do you think we are? What? Both of you guys together? No, what is he and what am I? You didn't rate us. Oh, I told you that you were an eight. Oh, what is Stash? I think you're an eight, and I was going to say an eight or a nine for Stash, too. Yeah, we're pretty, I, you might be more, but we're pretty on the same level yeah of pr preference preferred yeah. worship if yeah. that's the term <laughs> if that's the coined term well, to be fair like the mass is worship everything else is not really worship yes true <laughs> so doing to... this and singing hill song is not worship. that's not worship. megan has her hands up right now <laughs> and then you guys can't five ds girl okay so... <laughs> <laughs> okay we don't mean i get okay that's Jack. not really like I guess what DS like Megan's a hundred percent doctrinally sound. Like you yeah, know what I mean? I we're rating this a little yeah, different. like you can be charismatic and doctrinally sound. Right. But I think like DS, I mean that we, was just more of a scale of like charismatic to right Brad. traditional. Brad, Brad. Yeah. Brad, okay. Brad. Also by worship, I think some people 
because we don't only have Catholic listeners, and I've had this conversation before, is when we say worship and prayer aren't the same thing in our boat. And I think in a lot of evangelical Christians, it is the same thing. Right. So raising your hands and singing a praise song, like a worship song, that is worship to them because it's an outward expression prayer for them. Right. But to Catholics, worship does not equal prayer. They're not the same thing. That's why we can pray to Mary because we don't worship her. We only worship Christ. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So biblically speaking, worship requires a sacrifice. And so that's why the mass is our form of worship because it's a making present of Christ's sacrifice on Calvary. And so that's why it's our form of worship. Whereas, I mean, I don't like listening to Hillsong, but like there's a time and place for that. Right. But it's not in, it's not in worship. It doesn't involve, yeah, it it doesn't involve the liturgy or sacrifice and therefore it's not worship. So it's not to like talk badly about what other people view as worship. Like we just need to define terms. Right. I didn't want people to think that I'm like, yeah, none of y'all are actually worshiping. So, cause there's yeah. language. Yeah, we have to explain it. And I love explaining it because I didn't know that actually specific definition. It's very attractive to me that you know that. <laughs> <laughs> and this is why he's nine DS. <laughs> I don't even know, 10 would make you completely, 10 would make you like, People that follow Taylor Marshall, they're like an 11. Yeah. <laughs> then like people that only go to um, trad, like Latin would be a 10. And I think yeah. people love that. Yeah. Okay. Before we jump into more guys, Catholic company. Okay. So um, I was chatting with Megan because we, we get like sent prints and stuff, or like we see prints on Instagram that are really beautiful, but it's hard too. like, it's hard when you get sent prints because they're not framed and yeah. like where are you going to put it then and finding a frame is like you never do it the print just like sits there and sits there and half the time it never ends up happening into a frame and getting on a wall and being displayed as it should and so catholic company like most of their prints are pre-framed in like beautiful gold frames i think you can get like wood or silver and that's so rare to find right. like, beautiful catholic imagery already framed you receive them ready to hang them on your wall. So basically when you're shopping, you can think, okay, where do I want to hang this? Because as soon as it gets to you, you can hang it. Right. Like, this is a cute print. Maybe I'll buy a frame for it one day. <laughs> yeah. Like maybe I'll look around home goods and then not get a frame, but get everything else. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's how it's going to happen. So anyways, Catholic company, check out, check them out. Catholiccompany.com, Catholic company on Instagram um, and use our code heck, H-E-C-K, all caps for 15% off. Okay. Let's see the next questions. How can I be myself and attract the woman I want? This is a question for Stash. Mm. So when when Cecilia and I read this, my first response was, you don't want a woman who's not attracted to who you are. Yes. To who you truly are. Yeah. So I think this, is, a, I think this is a non-question. Just be yourself. Yeah. Yeah. I think and- people like shrug their shoulders with that. Like, oh, everyone says that. But it's true, you know, like that's how y'all are together. You love who each of you are individually. That's how Avery and I are still weirdos together because we were weirdos when we met each other and now we're still weirdos because that's who we are, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's, yeah, I don't really think it's much of a question either. Right, and I always say like the right person will be attracted to exactly who you are. Why would Mm -hmm. you wanna be a different, like it's one thing to grow into a better version of yourself, but why would you want to be a different person to someone? 
because right. at, the, at the end of the day, they're going to see the true you and you, you're, you've set an expectation that you're now going to let down for them. Right. Yeah. Very so true. Setting yourself up, self up for failure. I think maybe I'm true. taking that too far. True. Okay. Another religious Catholic one. What is the reason for not holding hands during the Our Father at Mass? I'm so happy someone asked this. <laughs> so there, um, I don't, are there, do any priests listen to this podcast? I don't think so. Of? Okay. Well, if there's any like priests that listen to this or people who have actually studied theology, if I'm wrong, you know, let me know. But so there's two reasons why I would say people should not hold hands. And I, I guess to preface this, so there have been bishops who have spoken out on both sides of the argument. Okay. Um, it's neither prescribed nor um, like restricted. Like there, right. there's nothing officially that says to do one thing or the other. Okay. So, but my argument would be that the gesture is not prescribed in, in the general instruction of the Roman Missal and, and any of the, the rubrics germ. in canon law. Like nowhere is it prescribed to do. So my question would be, why would we do it? Yes. Yeah. Why do we get to make up fluffy things into the mass? Yeah. The mass was given to us by the church. And so we have no authority to add to the liturgy. And there's um, a kind of saying amongst priests. It's uh, it's like, do the black and say the red. I think that's the correct order. So like in their, in their book that they're doing everything from it's you like say that the words that are in red and then you do the the, like gestures and postures that are in black or it's, or it's, you know, reverse, whatever. Um, and that's just to say, like, just do what you're supposed to do. You don't need to add right. anything to it. Like, it's um, already beautiful. And like, this is how it is. Like, right. the fact that you think you can add something to it is extremely um, presumptuous. Or yeah, right. yeah. It's like, who do you, who are you that you think you can all of a sudden add something? Right. And take well, away and something? You and I have talked about this, but it's just a weird placement too. like the entire mass. We are focused on the mass and we are replying to the mass and then all of a sudden we break up right before like we go into the eucharistic liturgy or is it during the eucharistic liturgy yeah it's during it we turn around say hi to everyone and we're like hey everyone (laughs) and we're touching everyone and we're just like this is all of a sudden going to be our little our little moment and then we'll go back to christ you know but even yeah totally and i i mean yeah i think we talked about this last time but like even with holding hands during the our father and what is the posture called yeah, so um, that was going to be the second point is the, so like during the collect at the beginning of mass, during the closing prayer at the end of mass, and actually all the way through the Eucharistic prayer, the priest is always holding his hands up in what's called the orange posture. Um, and that's a posture that is specifically reserved for the priest when he's praying on behalf of the people. Um, and another example of like a very specific posture for the priest or the deacon is actually, I believe it's on Holy Thursday when they prostrate themselves in front of the altar. So like nowhere would it be appropriate for any of the faithful to prostrate themselves. Right. They're specific. Like all the way, can you extreme prostrate? Yeah, that'd be just like laying face down on the floor so that they'll prostrate themselves in front of the altar. But like during the mass, like there's specific times that we stand and we sit and we kneel and people joke that it's Catholic calisthenics, but it's very important because like our body posture does actually have a lot of say in, um, in, in, in the worship. But there's, again, there's also specific times and places for these, for these postures. Um, and so the orange posture is reserved for the priest. And so while he's doing that, we should not be. Um, and so right. that's kind of, I would say that that's almost a little bit disrespectful to the priesthood because right. we're like assuming this posture that's not for us. And again, I would also 
go back to talking about the Latin mass. So in the Latin mass, the priest is actually the only one who says the Our Father because he's praying it on behalf of the people. So his hands are up in the orange posture because he's praying mm -hmm. on behalf of the faithful. And in the Latin mass, the, the faithful only say the very last part. Um, okay. And so again, that would be an example of, well, go to a Latin mass and you, I think you would have a, a totally different understanding of what- Of reverence. Of, of reverence and what like the Novus, Novus yeah. Ordo mass is supposed to be. Um, so those are like the two main reasons. and. I don't know. I've heard the argument that people say, well, it's for unity. Um, and I, I just, that's fine. That's an okay argument, I guess, but it's, um, it's not the time or place. It's, really. Yeah. It, it's unity just in other places. <laughs> yeah. Okay. How do you express your standards for what you want back to dating? So, so how do you make it obvious what you're saying? <laughs> Excuse me. I think that it's strategy. Once again, you can, <laughs> you can express your standards with you can, sorry sash's dog is doing something over there so <laughs> <laughs> quieter than mo so true you can express your standards without being like these are my standards and without being pushy and my example would be oh you want a man to pick you up and like you want a man to come to your door and walk you to dinner instead of having a man meet you at the dinner right what you could say is great. I'll see you at my door at seven. It's very much like telling what you want, but in a very, just like, this is actually what I expect from you. Yeah. Um, and you know, it's not like, Oh, you know, this like lack of confidence thing, like, Oh, like, should I meet you there? Or like, are you going to meet me here? Because at the end of the day, when a woman asks that she already has a preference of what she wants, she just right. doesn't want to ask it. And so there's a way of not asking someone by, by actually just saying it and yeah. being like, great, I'll see you at my door at eight, whatever it is you know, yeah. and just very like off, like matter of fact, matter of fact. Mm -hmm. Yep. What would you say? Um, so for this one, I'm, I'm thinking more of not an initial um, right. expression of standards, but I'm thinking more of an example that Cecilia and I recently went through. So Cecilia had a standard for me and it was just like kind of like after I wouldn't call it an argument, but we were we were just like not on the same page. On the same, yeah, exactly. We were not on the same page. Was this the other day? Yeah, this is the other night. And <laughs> oh, wait, one more. <laughs> and and so there was definitely a disagreement. We were talking, we we're trying to talk through it, and like we could just not. We were just not like speaking the same language, and right. so we, you know, we said good night, um, and. I mean, it's definitely something we have to work through. I'm, I'm someone who I like, I just need like 10 minutes to gather and like collect my thoughts and then I'll talk to you. It's not like, I'm, I'm run, it's not like I'm running away from you or anything. It's just like, yep. I'll make sure that I have everything yep. before like I just start, you know, spewing uh -huh. crap, yep. whatever. So I, I called her back and I was like, hey, this, this is actually what um, like, you know, the issue is for me. And it was that Cecilia had this standard for me, which was a perfectly acceptable standard, mm -hmm. but it was like, it was not really communicated. communicated to me. Like he was unaware of the standard. Right. And so afterwards, I've, you know, fully agreed to it and, and like love to meet that standard, but it, it had to be communicated. And so I guess what I'm getting at is if there, if there ever is time in relationship where like standards are not being met, I would say maybe after disagreement, around that standard is a good time to bring it up because there may be confusion or it might not have been talked about and and explain why you have the standard right right 
mm-hmm. so talk about it um specifically if like there's any confusion yeah don't and yeah don't shy away from it yeah and also don't, like, don't drop it too just because you think it's impossible right mm-hmm. and also something i was thinking about this week is like if you don't have standards for yourself how do you expect for men to hold you hold hold standards you know like or it's you- the same thing like if you don't respect yourself how do you yep. expect men to respect you yep. and that's the hard cold truth why would you expect a man to give you something that you don't give yourself? If right. you don't stick to your appointments, stick to your, you know, I'm going to work on it this time. I'm going to wake up at this time. That's an appointment with yourself. How can you expect a man to be on time for you then? Right. You shouldn't. If you do not hold expectation for yourself, you cannot expect a man to do it for you. Yep. So I, I think just the reflection upon it, like, what am I holding? If I'm not doing it, then how, why would I hold it for someone else? I need to first walk the walk the talk before expecting someone else to walk the talk for me. Yeah. That's my two cents. I agree. No, I agree with that. Oh, dating anxiety. Did either of you have it? If so, tips for overcoming. I did. Dating anxiety? <laughs> um, no. <laughs> he was like, no, this, you were, it was just great. I knew what I wanted right from the get go. <laughs> it's because he's posting something on Instagram. He's like, I don't know what's going on right now. <laughs> We're doing a behind the scenes of Cecilia. I look like I have a hunched back in that. Oh my goodness. Let me see it. You're fine. Oh, okay. (laughs) You got to accept the little stuff at the beginning and it'll get better over the years. (laughs) Like he'll figure out my good angle eventually. (laughs) (laughs) He's videoing and you can, yeah. It'll Uh be fine. Dating anxiety. Did either of you have it? Um, Can we skip this one? (laughs) because neither of us have had none of us have had dating anxiety I don't know if it's called dating anxiety but I had a lot of caution I told Avery no three times from when he wanted to pursue me and I (laughs) I remember the max about it like I did not I was so stressed about it so I don't know if that's dating anxiety more so than it is just I was guarded I'd been hurt and I didn't like I wasn't ready like I don't know was that anxiety dating anxiety I guess it's like apprehension yeah but anxiety is not apprehension anxiety is like not being able to process the emotion okay and like being very reactive right okay then no. I mean yeah. I would I would I would consider it like I, I would say that there's gonna be naturally anxiety in any dating the social interaction but almost like an undue worry about it if that makes sense like being so high strong before a date during a date after a date that it becomes almost crippling I think that yeah I totally agree and I think the only reason there would be dating anxiety if you're is if you're not completely at peace with who you are yourself yeah yeah because Because then you're like what are they thinking what is this going to go well did I just say that Thing, like the whole time you're detached from the outcome if you're confident with who you are just like you're saying you're not anxious about things you said did I say the wrong thing did I you know wear this yeah. did I walk weird did I eat that weird like all of these things no yep. that's that's Very- actually really interesting I totally agree with that um yeah. so we have a few more questions I know it's going a little long here but we want to get to a, a, a few more um but hollow at Meg what have you been using on it I've been using the out loud rosary because it's really hard for me to just sit and pray the rosary over and over and over again and not lose track of where I'm at by myself when it's just Carrie and I. 
And so the rosary on it helps me. And he also just has the most calm, soothing voice that it like actually helps my heart rate when I'm trying to pray with. Yeah, your heart rate slows down. Yeah, literally it's like, okay, yes, I'm really entering into prayer right now. I think also because of the world that either I've made for myself or that we just live in nowadays where there's music or there's TV or there's just all all these noises all the time. Having someone say the rosary out loud in a really calm voice is helpful to keep distractions out while praying the rosary. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and they have like all the litanies too, which is really great. Um, like the litany of humility is powerful. If you know, even if you're not Catholic, like it's just extremely powerful. Um, and I think they're they're underrated. So you can get all these for with your uh, three month free trial with the Hollow app at www.hollow.com slash what in the dang heck. And you can get our URL in our show notes, of course, where you typically find Hollow. Um, okay, we have a few more few more cues. I love this one. How to get on the same page for finances and future marriage. He wants a separate account. No, Meg, you go first. I love how passionate you are. Cecilia, about- Cecilia said while we were looking at this, Megan's going to love this one. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm so pat. Avery and I are both really passionate about this one um, because we both come from different families and backgrounds. And I think that's where we learn a lot of our financial. Really? You come from different families? Didn't, I thought you were siblings. They did just move to Alabama. Financial. <laughs> <laughs> Family. Fi- what do you fi- financial Family financial pattern? Back- Families with different financial backgrounds. Yes, there we go. Okay, and I think that's where we learn a lot of our like habits with money, whether they're good or bad, and a lot of our like ideas of what money is. And so Avery coming into marriage, we both were like, obviously we are going to have a joint account because my biggest issue at the beginning of our marriage was, well, I can't spend our money if I don't bring in my money, because if I don't contribute financially, then I'm not worthy of spending money. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's a whole rabbit hole. That'll just lead you down to three biggest reasons for divorce are money, um, stress, stress, and uh, cheating. Is that the other one? Yeah. I thought it was religion. I think really. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know it was really. Yeah. Well, I know money is in the top three, and And that builds resentment. Money and resentment are like so connected. And greed and like money is just such a control factor. And if you don't share it and start from the very beginning, that like this is our money. We are one. We make one One flesh. Yeah. Well, we make one income. No matter how many jobs you take on. No matter how many jobs he has. No matter what you both bring in, it is one income that you both make and one income that you both spend together because it is yours. The minute you start a separate account is the minute you've decided that he has his own, you have your own, and you've already split up a huge thing in marriage that was meant to it's secretive. Yeah, and it's, it is very secretive. It starts to raise questions and then, yeah, too many horror stories. of. And I, I also have heard a couple of my friends who have had parents who have had divorces and from have had very bad financial like issues with that divorce because they shared an account. So I understand the apprehension maybe towards sharing an account with a spouse if their parents maybe had issues with it. But I don't think that is enough of a reason 
to take the risk of separating accounts from the get-go in a marriage, right? right? I never even thought about it as one income because it's like, no, this is our household income. Avery had to really hammer that into my head for the longest time because I was so set on like, well, I need to be making enough to spend what I want on things. And that's the other thing too, an easy way to make it easier for you both when you share an account is in your budget, create a budget for both of you. So every month you can spend it on whatever you want without having to like, I don't have to ask Avery, can I get my nails done? That's my budget. I get to go do that because that's what we have decided. And he gets to buy whatever he wants with his hundred dollars every month. He can save it for car parts next month. He can save it for a gun, like whatever he wants, but he doesn't have to constantly, then I don't have to constantly ask him, can I go treat myself? Or he doesn't have to ask me, can I get this thing I really want? We've both decided that we are worth having our own money every month to spend on ourselves how we want, as long as everything else in our family and house and all that stuff is taken care of. So, right. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And I know you have some opinions about this. No, Megan, Megan, like hit everything really that I would have said. (laughs) I love how passionate you are about finances. I agree. And I think, I think too, that it helps with budgeting, which I think is Mm -hmm. a very important factor in financial responsibility and Cecilia's laughing because she doesn't budget um (laughs) why is he he laughing she she just doesn't budget I know he's aware (laughs) of it (laughs) and I think um it was kind of touched like touched on but like everything else in marriage is is joining it everything else is coming together that's what marriage is it is everything is becoming one so isn't it kind of weird that we're like yes everything is becoming one except for this one thing yeah, that's um, massive. It, that's massive. And that Megan had yeah. out is like such a um, well, a potential cause of divorce. Is, is right. Not- well, and I feel like if you start out with separating your bank accounts, you are starting out with the apprehension in your head that we will get divorced or you're having that thought in your head already that like mm-hmm. if that were to happen, which means you're putting that idea mm-hmm. in your head that you're going to separate at some point. And that's awful. That is the last thing mm-hmm. you want to do. Um, so and putting- I think there's a competition thing there, right? Yeah. It's like, I'm only worth how much I make, but also I need to make this much so that I'm stable to support this lifestyle that like my husband is doing. Like right. he's having this lifestyle, but like I need to have this lifestyle. So I need to make X amount. And it's yeah. like this competitive thing, even if it wasn't naturally competitive. Right. And I think that's part of the reason why people separate him. But I also think part of it is just out of fear of like, well, what if he takes advantage of our income? Or what if, I, I don't know, he wants a separate account. Like that just, I don't know. For me, having been cheated on in the past, that's an initial red flag. Cause I'm like, well, what is he hiding? Yeah. Yeah. And, and it holds you accountable when you have some, like, I I mean, and I honestly don't go shopping a lot, but like, I would probably mention if I was buying nine pairs of shoes. (laughs) (laughs) Megan, I love what you said about, um, about how you guys had budgeted money for your, for yourself, like individually. Yeah. I had a, I had an instructor in college who, who had kind of mentioned that, that, that him and his wife had a joint bank account, but they both had um, an account where like a hundred bucks every month went to, for like right. their fun money, um, right. which I, I think is great. I guess I don't think you necessarily need to like put it into a separate account or whatever, but yeah, right. just to, to have that portioned out, um, yeah. to, to have that money to spend however you want, I think is, is pretty helpful as well. Mm-hmm. It's super healthy and a lot less yep. stress, or a lot more stress-free okay should the man we should do a whole 
episode on <laughs> okay should the man initiate the first kiss or does it matter wait actually sorry we will do a whole episode about budgeting but we need to bring someone in besides myself <laughs> <laughs> Okay, sorry. You have a strong opinion about this. Should the man initiate the first kiss? Um, I, I don't necessarily have a strong opinion on whether the man should initiate should initiate the first kiss. My strong opinion is don't do it on the first date. Wait, you think the woman should initiate? No, I don't. I don't know. I don't really have an opinion. I guess my thing is, as the guy, don't go in for a first kiss on the first date. Okay, fair. That's that's there my strong opinion. More so on whether or not a guy or a gal initiates it, but why why not? Yeah. Out of respect. Well, I think I think yeah, I think out of respect also it relieves so much stress. Like imagine thinking the whole date, the whole first date when you're like trying to just get to know this person's like when am I going to kiss them? Like yeah. what a what a thing to worry about. Right. And then you're not focused on actually absorbing. Right. Anything. You're like focused on this thing that is like more or less inconsequential. Right. Um, and then, I don't know, maybe Cecilia wanted to kiss me more after our first date because I didn't kiss her. <laughs> <laughs> That's a mystery. <laughs> He's trying to find out now. Maybe there's an extra bonus to waiting. <laughs> no comment. <laughs> okay. Where to meet Catholic guys in real life? traditional latin mass they're all there the amount of like normal single dudes they see at trad mass i'm like why hasn't someone snatched them up yeah if girls only knew if girls only knew yeah um and you need guy friends yeah true Um, this next question we could also do a whole we could could. avery has some strong feelings about this we'll have avery on to talk about this we should he would totally would the first live he ever done on instagram they talked all about this so (laughs) it's like okay (laughs) stop the floodgates how to ask a guy if he has a porn addiction without making him feel judged i don't know well like how would you like to receive it i mean i think okay when like it should happen before that either like day of or before you are even girlfriend boyfriend yeah so but how I don't know because I knew Avery had already dealt with those things before and because we'd had those conversations so mm-hmm. I didn't have to ask and I didn't feel the need to ask ever right um if anything I feel like the guy should want to tell you <laughs> um truly because he should actually see it as either an issue or something that he's proud of that he's overcome. So I feel like naturally that should, a good man would want to tell someone. Yeah. Uh, Especially if you're, you know, if you're following church teaching and if you're actively going to confession, then in the man knows that then you're well aware of what sins are and he should want to acknowledge that to you. Um, Yeah. And also it's not like a secret thing anymore. Like you can assume that almost every guy. It's true. I mean, I know it's not good, great to assume, but you can assume, you know, with that, that kind of thing, what I find. Um, but how to ask a guy, I think straight up. I, I don't really think there's a need to yeah. bounce, like beat around the bush because do you want his answer to be like, beat? Yeah. you want yeah. him to be answering beating around the bush? Like deliver the question as you would want to deliver the answer. Yeah. 
Is there a certain yeah comment stash? No, I think that that last thing Cecilia said is is really important. Um, because like you can ask that from a from a loving place, and like you can emphasize right. that it's important that you know for your own like for for your own heart yeah for your own heart but also for for the relationship and i i guess i would also just say that it is a sin that many men are dealing with and and it's because like it's specifically aimed at them right Right. like anywhere you go you know images whatever can pop up and and trigger like responses in guys mind just because guys tend to be more uh physically motivated um and so i think that obviously women shouldn't should not support the habit but to be like understanding of why it is that this is an issue um and it's not inherently a a personal problem in the man like it can be and it's obviously a choice and like they need to take responsibility for it um but to like come at that from a loving place and and to be in a way understanding um Mm -hmm. and i think that can really actually help them because um i've had a lot of great guy friends in my life and it's actually a really beautiful thing when guys come forward and and talk about this because like it's no longer in the dark which is like where satan wants to keep it right um but when when you bring it up to a bunch of solid guys then you're able to combat that together um but a lot of guys don't have that um and so maybe they haven't maybe they haven't even had the opportunity to talk about it they don't know how to talk about it they don't have a strong um, father figure in, in their life that they can talk about it to. Um, and so I think that there's there's a lot more to this question um, than than what lies on the surface. But I, I think I think to sum it up is just be straightforward with it because you want a straightforward answer. But also but also do it from a place of love and understanding um, that 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 shouldn't be seen as an, a, you know, an inherent flaw or, mm-hmm. or an evil man. Right. right. Good. A like victim. That. He like yeah. I truly yeah. think that like I agree. There's a lot of you don't have to play victim, but like right. you're a victim to like the circumstances of the culture. Yeah. Right. And men also, I mean, and but and and to counter that is like men also do need to take responsibility for it. It's it, there yeah. there there is a middle ground between the two. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. We should have you and Avery on to talk about this. Yeah. Okay. What is this is a lighter one and the final mm-hmm. one. What is the male equivalent of chocolate and flowers? I actually love this question and I want to know, is it beer? No, it's chocolate and flowers. <laughs> That's my answer. He what? likes flowers. Oh. Yeah. My, okay, so, I mean, I love chocolate. I love, I love sweets, but okay. I don't know. For all of the women who are listening, have you ever bought any man flowers before? I almost probably not. I would say most women probably haven't. Right. I've never done I that. would. I would love if Cecile got me flowers. I don't know. Wait, that's so cute. I think Avery would be like, wait, so are these for someone else? <laughs> <laughs> Noted. Noted. Yeah, that's cute. Okay. Well, I don't know if every man is like Maybe stash not. though. I don't know. I know. Okay. It. Well then what color? Well, you like lilies. Yeah. Like St. Joseph. I was gonna say a man after St. Joseph's heart. Wow. Um that's what I think. I was like, if I don't know if you're good next tattoo I'm like just get a lily <laughs> uh, but what if maybe our listeners guys they just know flowers would not be as appreciated as you would appreciate them stash like what do, what do your bro friends appreciate flowers as much as you or would you be like nah I get them something else I get my bros flowers no I'm kidding and we're assuming um. that they're dating <laughs> <laughs> um 
cigars, but then you're the girl. I don't know if you know how to pick those out. Yeah, I don't know how to pick those out. That's yeah, that's actually a good question. Uber eats him food to his house. <laughs> I always I'm like, can I Uber eat to anything? He's like, no, you don't need to do that. I'm like, but I want to. But can I? <laughs> I'm trying to think like what I guess chocolate for so sure. So I live I live with another guy. So I guess to see like going around our house, what do you see that like? Because I'm trying to say flowers is like a decoration thing. It's so like what walking around our house, what could you see that like? Oh, this would be a good decoration piece in a similar price range to flowers. It might. I would do like chocolate in a candle. I mean, you have oh, every like single candle. part. Yeah. yeah, he has like the Bath and Body Works plugins and like. I would say that or like you know the plugin even to your car. Um, yeah. I think those are great. Like something that a man might ne- not even know to buy or necessarily like realize that it's something he could have. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think like chocolate, candle, like anything scented. Um, if he likes wine, beer. I was going to say Avery and I's go-to is always like wine or beer or something. Like- yeah, because I think you can get kind of fancy with beer now too. Mm-hmm. With micro brews and whatnot. IPS, if you're, if you're yeah. into that. <laughs> Stick one in the shower. Well, if you're married, stick one in the shower <laughs> and surprise them with that because then it's like a double whammy because they all have beer in the shower. So, is that a thing? Yeah, shower beers. <laughs> I did not know this. I, know I knew about upside down pineapple and red lights, but not I know what you're going with this. <laughs> I'm all over the place. <laughs> Guys, this is so much fun. I hope everyone enjoys it. I hope it works this time. <laughs> I hope the audio works. <laughs> oh, wait, one more thing about the chocolate. So like chocolate is just a snack, right? So if they have, a, I don't know what Avery's favorite snack is, but if it's like Chex Mix, showing up with a bag yeah. of Chex Mix would be super easy and super appreciated. True, true, true. Yeah. <laughs> true, 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 true. You want to close this out, Mr. Stash? With what? The voicemail. Oh, remember what we're doing next time, Megan? Yes. Oh my gosh. So excited. Okay. So I just shot a wedding. Well, I shot two weddings. And every time I shoot weddings, I always look for the grandparents because if they're both still living and together and celebrating the wedding, they're the sweetest people ever. And then I get to learn their story. And it got me really excited because now I want to know either your parents' love story or your grandparents' love story. Whether they're still alive or not, doesn't matter. But I want to know like how they met, how he how he pursued what they what their date was like I want to know all the details we both want to know all the details yeah so you can write in yeah write in for sure or have them call in that would be so cute that would be really cute if that's a possibility yes we want to hear them we will be recording this next week so um please call in this will be either be the next episode or the episode after that depending on what our time difference is, but call into the hotline at 312-775-2615. Again, 312-775-2615. And we will see you next Monday. Bye guys. Thanks a ton for listening to the What in the Dang Head podcast. Make sure to call our hotline at 312-775-2615 and share your heck yes or heck no moment. Subscribe, leave a rate and review, and might as well follow us on our Instagrams while you're at it. See you next week.